welcome to another edition of the Mexican Soccer Show. I'm Cesar Hernandez. I'm here with Amy Lopez. I'm here with Adriana. I don't know if the listeners can hear it, but I, I feel a little meh like right now after <laughs> seeing some of those those recent games from Mexico. Um, one win, one draw, one loss. Um, maybe would have helped if that win was yesterday. But uh, in case you missed the news from yesterday, or in case you know you for some for some odd reason have been paying attention, but I assume you have been paying attention if you listen to this podcast. Um, Mexico getting a two to one win over Nigeria, then getting a three nothing loss to Uruguay, and then yesterday a pretty dull zero uh, zero draw uh, with Ecuador. Um, plenty to talk about, but let's let's go start with Adriana. Adriana, just uh, you know, before we started recording, I was making a joke that like you know like this is just a one of those episodes we're just gonna like I don't know. Just, just go with vibes and just see how people are feeling. How, how, are, how are you feeling? Am, should I be this bummed out? I'm feeling a little. Um, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm trying to think of like, like the glass half full. So Liga Mexa starts off in less than a month. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's my glass half full comment. Um, I mean, the thing is, it's not only these past three games that we're feeling kind of nah with, with the Mexican national team. The thing is, it's something that's been building up, I think, the entire year, maybe even since last year, um, ever since we started losing to the U.S., I guess. Um, it just seems as though we're not seeing a team that's six months away from playing a World Cup in, in any way. I mean, we're not looking at players individually doing well and trying to, like, carry the rest of the team on their shoulders. We're not seeing a system that seems like it could work. Um, it just needs time. Um, we're not seeing confidence from the fans. We're not seeing, um, I think we don't even have like a really solid starting lineup, I think. I mean, we could probably think yeah. of one, but we haven't actually seen it. Uh, we're not seeing players that we think, hey, what we can tell this player is coming in, probably like going to be a really good sub, right? He usually comes in for this player. Uh, we're not seeing that kind of consistency with with changes in the lineup and subs. So I guess that's what's worrying. Like, it's just so worrisome right now because we're not seeing clarity <laughs> six months away from the World Cup. And when you realize you only have, I think it's four games left uh, for preparing for that World Cup. I mean, the FIFA uh, calendar date in September, I think it is. And then probably another one just before the World Cup. So, um, yeah, I guess we're all just really bummed out because we're not seeing a team that could really um, just motivate, like, motivate us towards the World Cup. Amy, what about you? You were you were there in Chicago. I hope you got some Pequod's pizza and a couple of shots of Malort to to help heal the wounds, the emotional wounds uh, from, uh, from the last few games. But I don't, I don't know. What are your thoughts? What, what are your thoughts from the last three games? Yeah, so I traveled to all of these past three games. And I, I like we saw actually pointed out because we were obviously doing work for, for FOMEX Nation. And when we when we were in Chicago this past weekend, and it was like, oh, this is the last place that Mexico actually played well because it was where they won the 2019 Gold Cup final. And I think since that point, you yeah. the last place we played well was three years ago. It was kind of like contextualize that because you're like, man, what good have they done since then, right? Yeah. You you start to think what I think in right 2020 happened and then they went on their European tour and then you were still trying to figure out what was going on. Uh, Raul got injured and then they went into 2021 and we all remember what happened all of last year. And so here we are again in a World Cup, uh, you know, kind of like journey preparation and 
it's been it's felt very like Adriana said just off. Even traveling mm-hmm. to these games has felt like I think the only word that comes to mind is just like bleak. You know, like yeah. there's like no there's no excitement from from like president. I mean, the fans will always be there, and that's a discussion that deserves to be had, right? When you, right. we got this um, announcement for the extension of the Mex tour and and everything that's happening there, right? I think we talked about it the last pod that we had about you know the complications of people that don't aren't able to come are, are living in the U.S. and and are able to see Mexico because they come over here, blah blah blah, and all this stuff. But um, there was a very like strange level of bleakness, you know, and I would even I even got messages, um, whether people were trolling or not, that were like, I can't believe you have to travel to go watch this team kind of perform <laughs> the way that they have. Um, and it's yeah, it's just felt very interesting in the wrong way, because yeah. even when it comes to uh, I know the yesterday's match, the Chicago match was they returned to virtual press conferences for the trainings but that was because of like like flying schedules and all of that stuff but then they had in-person um post game but even like the answers and just like the demeanor of it i will say for what it's worth when when we got to dallas there did seem to be a shift like there did seem to be as though like a weight had been lifted right like it was time to like orlando was more still young players just coming and we have to fulfill our obligation for the next tour um, but right when they got to Dallas, it was like, oh, okay, we qualify for the World Cup. Let's kind of get into it. Let's start going. Grant, what, what was the score? Three one against Nigeria. Like, okay, we, you know, it was a win. Two to one, it, yeah. Two to one. Sorry, it was a win. But you're still kind of like, eh, I'm not fully convinced by this team, right? <laughs> then you go into Phoenix, and what happens happens, and you're even less convinced by the <laughs> team. And then yesterday. It was a little bit better, but you're still not you're still not finishing. You're still not doing what you've been struggling to do this entire time. You know, just kind of executing in the final third, and it's yeah. You go okay. Nations League is coming, and I get it. Those are the young players, but like Adriana said, okay, you only have a few games left to prepare, and you're not convincing me. Your answers are not convincing me, and there's tons of other people out there that are not convinced. And I I know that historically speaking right we kind of always go into every world cup kind of doubtful germany there's no yeah. way in hell we're going to be germany right yeah. uh what 2014 brazil oh that's going to be a tough game you tie it Ochoa has one of the greatest games he's ever had uh well, the world cup before that france right another great performance this one feels different but you know compared yeah. to those and, it, and maybe we can say that and it'll be like oh how convenient but it does it really does feel different it does feel like I can have all the hope in the world that something's going to click. The World Cup is an entirely different monster, and they're going to go out yeah. and do the thing on the world's most important stage. But I'm just not convinced. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, too, is it like, I don't know, is it not that surprising right right now to see the level that they're playing right now? Because I was thinking about, you know, you know, this is a very long season for, for a lot of these players, and then they have to play take part in all these friendlies. And then when you couple that with the fact that a lot of these players, like we we can kind of guarantee who are certain guarantee uh, who are certain starters for Mexico in the in the upcoming World Cup, I think there are certain players that you know for sure are going to be going to Qatar. So maybe with that in mind, and with the history of you know players occasionally injuring themselves, maybe is that why there is a step back? Is that why maybe players weren't going all? I don't know. And they're not. I'm not trying to defend them either. I'm just wondering if that's 
also what's happening here. You know, some of these players come back from Europe. Some of these players have long Liga Mackey seasons and you know, take part in the playoffs. And then they have to take part on these friendlies at the camps. And, the, you and know, of course. That's something that yeah. I so that, that, that yeah. I actually touched on yesterday after the match. I think somebody, I can't remember the exact wording of the question, but it was kind of alluding to the fact that like, hey, you're not giving good results you know like what's yes. going on kind of like it's it's a it's been a bad time yeah. and he kind of basically didn't use it as an excuse but he and Ochoa as well kind of were like hey we have all these matches we have to play you know we have all the obligations we have to take I think Ochoa pulled a Cesar and was like I calculated all the games that I'm gonna have to play <laughs> for the rest of the year it's about one every three days right or something like yeah. that yeah yeah correct Right. So they kind of also made that excuse where they're like, you yeah. know, we have a lot of obligations we have to take care of. Um, it's out of our control. It, it was almost like they rehearsed it, to be honest. They're like, you know, yeah. league is com- coming up and um, you're going to have to do that with those players, whoever he he sends over there. But, um, you know, I'll trust it more something along the lines of like trust the process and worry that that has a plan and this is all part of the plan that he has taking into consideration all these <laughs> friendlies and all these tournaments right and for Tata when he it was his turn to answer he said something more along the lines of when it's this is all experimentation and every national yep. team is dealing with this and you know what for some national teams it's going really well and everybody thinks that this experimentation means that they're going to do well at the World Cup and That's way for, optimistic. <laughs> some people think that because the experimentation is bad, that means it's going to be bad results. But nothing. But then both of them came to the same conclusion in their answers, where nothing is defined for the next five months, right? Like, That's, just, yeah, That's what what doesn't mean that it's going to happen in the five months. Okay, that could be true. But again, I'm not. Con- you know, a lot of people are not convinced unless. There's some weird mind tricks that Tata is playing, and he's got the players also on board with, like, you know what? We're going to be super sneaky, and nobody's even going to know come Qatar. We're going to flip the script. But I, you know, it'll, I would, I would feel very dumbfounded in a positive way if that's what ends up being the case. Yeah. And I'd be curious to hear what Adriana had to say because I, I think that going off what you were saying there, Amy, I think that was one of the takeaways for me from what Ocho and what Tata said in recent press conference the one in, uh, after the Uruguay loss too was a lot of trust the process that you know that this this isn't a reflection on how Mexico is going to do in the World Cup that you know Mexico right now that you know thought that's trying to experiment that he's trying to change his tactics you know and test things out which is why he used three central defenders against Uruguay I mean my perspective I I I I, I get that I, I have less confidence than I did before the three friendlies but I guess other than what are your thoughts? Because I feel like I guess I kind of get that. I kind of get that if, if there's so many games or, or, or a handful of games, maybe it, you don't really fault him for experimenting a little for players. To, I don't know. I don't. What are, what are your thoughts? I mean, I wouldn't mind if he was experimenting like the entire first year, um, like well, ever like since he arrived. But I I don't think you should be doing that six months before the World Cup. True. I think True. you really should have at this point a really solid starting lineup. Um, yeah, maybe a couple of subs fighting for those last positions in the starting lineup, but really clear on who those those players are. I mean, I'm I, I'm pretty sure, like out of the 26 players, he has to call up because now it's going to be 26. You're going to have three of them, just like 
um, like on the bench, not even on the bench. I think they're going to be in the stands, just, you know, mm-hmm. COVID and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure he has at least 20 out of those 26. Um, yeah. And he he has the other six. It's just that they're probably fighting positions with somebody else, right? It's probably like a pool of 30 players, and he knows 20 of them are going to the World Cup, and he's just fighting yeah. to know who the other six are, right? Um, I mean, and that's that's okay. That's that's healthy, and that's what you would expect. But we don't – we're – I don't even think we, I mean, we could come up with a, with a starting lineup right now, but we couldn't guarantee that's the starting lineup that that sure. has in mind. Right. Yeah. I mean, he even switched around formations for the last game. He was playing with five defenders and we've never, we, I don't think we've seen him do that. He usually plays with four. So when you start making those changes, I'm like, dude, I mean, I, I don't mind you sw- switching formations. If you really think that's going to help, it, it, it really didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> but other than that, like doing that six months before the world cup, knowing that you have, four more games to go before actually traveling to, to Qatar. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I really worry. I mean, we, like we, we saw this last World Cup. Not, many of us really didn't enjoy like Osorio in, in the sense of like the way his press conference were and all this terminology, but you had a really good idea of who was going to play. Right. Yeah. You might, you might yeah. have like a couple of like doubts regarding, I don't know what, like what side they were going to play on stuff like that. But other than that, we were pretty sure of how how and who was going to play in that starting lineup. I, I don't really think we can say that right now with 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 Martino, at least not the entire starting lineup. I'm pretty sure we, we can all agree that you know that Tecatito, Chucky, and Raul are going to start in, in, in offense. But I don't really think we're, we're quite sure who's going to be defending right right now. I mean, we know it's Ochoa in the goalkeeping position, but other than that, I think defense and midfield, we're not really sure what combination he's going to go with. So, yeah, I don't mind testing out. I think you should. I think that's just like a natural thing, but not when you're like years into a project and six months before a World Cup. So I think that's why we're really um, just questioning how strong we're going to go into that World Cup, because if we're not seeing it as fans, um, we're not entirely sure he has it like all set up as a coach. Plus, to his and to his point with JCO, it was true. You know, the experimentation we had I could, to this day, I still don't understand what the hell JCO was. <laughs> but it was working, right? And for the trajectory yeah. of, of three yeah. to four years, you're like, okay, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why he's rotating so much. I don't know why he only wants to do this. But you know what? He's winning games, the best World Cup qualifiers, I think, you know, that Mexico has ever had. Whatever. Do your thing. For Martino, he hasn't had anything good happen since 2019. So you're like, okay, you haven't beat the U.S. You circumstantially got second place in World Cup qualifying, right? Like, there's so many little nuances, but nothing has been like, yes, this is this is Martino. And like, I know I always joke that I don't like doing formations and blah blah, but like, I you know, like, what is what is the essence of what Martino wants to do? Like, how do like there's no confidence there either, and all of it kind of goes together in a way that as much as he, you know, kind of is always really aloof in a, in a sense um, is even more frustrating because you go, how can you, how can you say the things that you're saying? And I get it. Press conferences are tricky. You're not going to go out there and be like, uh, my team sucks or, you know, things are happening (laughs) and blah, blah. Right. But it's just been like these very little weird things to do like during world cup preparation right it's yeah. like saying things like pizarro was like the best player on the field for you know uh 35 minutes and i i don't know if it was the uruguay game or the nigerian that he said that but it's like these little things that he says that you're just like not i don't believe you i'm not <laughs> and, and there's oh. like all these little things that are like really distracting because you're thinking um, why isn't he calling off Chicharito? He couldn't, like, there's all these things that happened, like, that are not entirely his fault either. I mean, you have the Chicharito, if, like, 
thing going on, right? Like that entire conversation is still ongoing. And particularly after you see like you're only getting one goal scored in three friendlies. Um, and that was Chaquito, who I, I think even, yeah. I'm not even sure if he started or came in. No, he started that game. He st- yeah, he started um, that game, yeah. And so you have a player that you're not entirely sure is going to make it to a World Cup because I don't really, I think he's one of those players that's questionable. Um, but yeah, he's scored put, the only goal in three games. <laughs> you'd, you'd put him under the 20 to 26. Uh, yeah, exactly. Here. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe they ever not sure. Maybe, tw- maybe, maybe 30, <laughs> yeah. So you have that. You have an entire year of not playing well. Um, you're coming on with players that are, I mean, honestly, they must be exhausted at this point um, after COVID and then bringing in games and having them constantly play and travel. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's not his fault, but it's just something you have to deal with, right? Um, you have all these friendlies that you have to comply with, right? Because we're, we, we were we had like a debt with, with the games that we had to play in the U.S. from last year, so you had to play them this year. Um, you have Liga Max starting off in three weeks, which means that some players are, I mean, they're literally, literally not going to have any vacation until like the week before a World Cup, and that's because that's like mandatory. Um, yeah. And then you have players that individually are t- doing terribly. I mean, this is not the Raul Jimenez that we love to see at Wolves. I mean, ever since his accident, I mean, obviously not his fault. Um, right, right. He hasn't really recuperated. We haven't seen that level since. I don't think we're seeing the best of Chucky. I don't think we're seeing the best of Tecatito. Um, we have Hector Herrera moving from Atletico Madrid to Houston Dynamo. Not sure how that could help or not um his individual level because he has to come into a new team and get adjusted and all these things um and then we're depending on players i don't know like funes mori who obviously hasn't had a really great season but somehow tata still thinks he's in the mix um for for a striking position so and he's injured right now too (laughs) and he's injured yeah (laughs) so i mean there's all these things plus you're playing badly plus we're not entirely sure what your your ideal formation will be so yeah, you bring those all those ingredients together, and it's not really like a positive environment for the team or for the fans. Yeah, the only th- uh, what I will be the the, uh, the the little optimistic side of me, which always exists for better or worse, is thinking it's all right, it's fine. We have maybe. A uh, oh yes, oh yes, because <laughs> he was incredible, and we got to give him credit for. By the way, there's no yeah. no person in this world that should feel as secure with their position as what like yeah it was, right <laughs> it was not it isn't it's incredible but i think that's also a worry right what i i know that we could also have a discussion of like well i said that was going to be the nation's league but right that's this whole like transition over to like who would be a starting goalkeeper but it was just it was like night and day like you see an error from kota then you see an error from talavera i know some people said it was the, def- the defense's fault but like it's just insane to see just like the the vast difference of of like performance yeah. Yeah. and it wasn't and, even, and it wasn't mean, even just one performance like like <laughs> that that's extended from world cup qualifying all those zero zeros and one nothing wins like ocho was right there like arguably like one of mexico's best players have the best player in world cup qualifying and that continued to extend in in, in these friends when he got that opportunity is like yeah like mexico was at zero zero but also because he made this incredible say i still I, I I have no idea how he pulled off that save from from Ibarra Ibarra over who played uh, who plays with Pachuca, but just an incredible incredible player. And I guess that um, that makes me feel slightly optimistic. And maybe I don't know like I know you know if you if you read between the lines of uh, the the players we involved in the the Nations League, a lot of them are players who are fighting for World Cup spots. These aren't players who look like they're guaranteed players. It's it's a mix of up and coming players, kind of young options. It's kind of players kind of on the outside looking in, but maybe there are some answers there for all three. Maybe there are some player that's going to be given 
a starting 11 where in which a spot in starting 11, which you typically wouldn't have uh, with all the senior players. And that might give some sort of new energy. I don't know. I feel like there needs to be you know, more players stepping up and really pushing the usual stars, pushing the one yeah. pushing the, the Raul Jimenez, pushing the guy out. Of the, I feel like maybe we'll see that this in, in the next couple of games, but that's just me being, I think, I think we know. might see it, but I just, I worry that it's not going to be enough for him for that, that to actually consider moving one of his like yeah. more senior players. And that's something we've talked about tons of times. We haven't seen that generational change. I mean, you're still looking at your goalkeepers and you're like, dude, you're not going to have Kota for next World Cup cycle. You're not going to have Ochoa, I think, for the next World Cup cycle. I mean, oh, maybe. Might be there, but maybe. I don't know. Maybe we're going to have a choice. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I think he's hinted at the fact of not going through. If I mean, Ronaldo competed in like eight World Cups, yeah. <laughs> we might have to bring him back. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, but I think he's actually hinted that he won't go on. Or like go on. I don't think Guardado will. I don't think Moreno will. Um, I yeah. mean, it's an old team, and you don't. I don't think it's lack of talent in the younger divisions. I just think it's a matter of like a lack of a project that actually makes sure that they're getting a real shot at that starting position. I mean, Tata talked about Fernando Beltran, for instance. I don't really think he like even thought he was. Um, like World Cup material until probably these last games, and now it seems as though at least he's like like on the radar. You know, yeah. he might he might just make it. But other than that, I mean, Acevedo could have a killer time with in, in Nations League. And sometimes I feel like, dude, I mean, we we all think he should be called up as third goalkeeper. I mean, you really need yeah. that third goalkeeper yeah. position to be someone really young. Um, but it never seems as though Tata thinks that. So I don't even think if that's going to be enough to get him like a position in in, in the World Cup roster. And, so the, yeah, at, the, at least. At the very least, I, I will say I, I was uh, I know I saw some people had mixed feelings about it, but I also did think that Beltran um, did well, um, considering that like I would have expected to have started two games and played in all three as like uh, as an option off the bench. But I guess it is telling when you're talking about Adriana, um, you know, this reliance on their older generation, like like who stood out the most outside of Beltran? Like it was it was Ochoa, obviously. And then after that, Guardado, maybe? And then I think Guardado had a pretty good game. I mean, and that's but that's, but, that, but that's telling too that that's who Mexico has to rely on. No, yeah, it's entirely worrisome because you're because there's a part there was part of me throughout the game that was like, how long can he go for? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, We're just tempting fate at this point. <laughs> there was a party that goes, wow, you know, like he's he's playing pretty good. This is actually not bad. And then you're just like, he's gonna get tired at some point. He's you know he's gonna push too far forward, and then what's gonna happen on the counter and I yeah. mean, you did see it a few times, and yeah. you think like, oh my god, what ha- what what's gonna happen in the high intensity of like a World Cup match when you're facing Argentina or you're facing Poland? You know, and it's yeah, it's it's entirely worrisome when that's when that is like your standout people that yeah. Yeah, you're not. You know, I mean, the only other thing is like Adrian said earlier, right? Like, there is a part of you that thinks Martino is just stuck on who he's stuck with and he's not going to yeah. push you for that. Yeah, he's not going to risk it. Yeah. He's not going to, he's not going to risk it, but then why, you know, like, like Santa Jimenez kind of inverse, you know, not contradicting ourselves. I think it's a different kind of level of the topic. Right. But Santa Jimenez has like shown like efficacy up top, you know, in a yeah. way that we haven't seen from other, from other offensive players. And, it's crazy to think how easy it is for him to kind of like push through the barriers there because nobody else is doing a good job. And you go, really, there's, there should be more depth here in this yeah. area for something to have to fight a little bit harder, 
But yet yeah, he's the only player. Well, not the only player. Was he the only player? Because yeah, because well, because well, because we we can list them. Because after because that's the thing is is after Raul Jimenez and because Chicharito's out of the picture, there's just a steep drop uh, on who those who those next options are. Yeah, it's, but, I it's, mean, it's, in, this, in these three games, Santi Jimenez is technically the only player that scored a goal, right? Because the second goal was Nigeria yeah. own goal. It wasn't yeah. it was an own goal, and then uh, we didn't score against Uruguay, and then that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah that was it. Yeah, he, he was, was the only one. Only player that scored. This entire yeah. duration. And then yeah. there were plenty of chances. I think what Raul had one chance against Uruguay, and then he had maybe two. Tecatito had a couple, like Raul had like three total. But like, yeah, but no, but you think about it, it's like after Raul Jimenez, like, yeah, we can we can list the striker option. It's like it's Santi Jimenez, it's Henry Martin, it's Rogelio Funes Mori, it's potentially Alexis Vega stepping in as as that number nine. But he, it wasn't as if Alexis Vega was impressive um, when he was getting yeah, getting the start. Yeah. And that's that's actually something that disappointed me, like, like arguably like the the like the most uh, was someone like Vega because I thought, okay, you know, you know, Chucky isn't in the the picture right here. This is a really really good opportunity for him to make a case for himself, and he really was disappointing for me it was yeah. once again like really really disappointed by, by vega and i thought for sure that he could easily be someone who could be you know a, a, you know a backup option for all three you know in the world cup bring him off the bench and he could be someone that could be kind of like a threat but i he really didn't take advantage of of, of his opportunities for mexico yeah. in the recent games but but then again the, it's, it's not just on him either you know there was just so many players that were pretty disappointing uh, <laughs> to me what strikes me, so, me so interesting though is that like I mean, I had I'd have to check the stats. I don't know if you have them on hand, Sessa, but it's like how how many shots do do they even attempt? You know, it's like they, there's like like there's no will to just like at least attempt like like Raul, on goal because like some of them were really far off. Like all bad attempts. Like at least they're attempts, but those are what maybe one two for the full duration of the ninety minutes. Like I did like even yesterday when they would finally open up Ecuador and like have a chance at goal. I think there was one where Vega tried to cross it instead of just taking a shot on goal and i'm like you know i get this is a preparation match and everything but it's a friendly just take a shot nothing is gonna happen these games do not matter in the grand scheme of things like i don't understand why they i mean we've talked about it to death but i just don't understand what they're lacking in that final third that they just don't want to to execute like so it's and I, and I'm kind of happy for him, but then there's also a part of me that is like, I can't believe Antuna's going to secure his place in a World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I like Antuna off the bench. <laughs> no, trust me, I 100% mean it in like a mostly positive way because Antuna's story has just always fascinated me. But I'm just like, I can't believe that he's probably going to secure a spot in the World Cup, and it's because there's like no depth. Yeah, it's like lack of competition, not really like someone that, competition, like, But then yeah. there's also like, okay, even if Antuna is, and he had, you know, glimmering moments last night when he subbed in for Tecatito, right? Like he pushes forward. He does the thing that Antuna knows how to do. But then like. He's also different. I think that's a different conversation because I think he's a different player. And I think he brings something different like for L3. Like if you give him the ball, he's just like, he's just like, all right, I'm going to be incredibly direct and in like transitions. Like you, he, yeah. he loves to run straight forward. I think he. He does that like better probably than most and and than any other like like Mexican player. Is he the most creative? No. Is he you know the best passer across? No. But like give him the ball and on transition, he's fantastic. I don't know. I, yeah, I like, think that, yeah. I think and then I know that 
like Chicha Jones can come back. It's like a weird discussion. I get it. Like <laughs> he's I, not like, gonna solve everything though. <laughs> people, people keep acting like, oh, I don't get why people think he doesn't deserve it. It's not about deserving at this point. Everybody knows that his performances and the goals that he scored have literally nothing to do with he's not on, back on the national yeah. team. And so, but even that, right? Like, like ugly, gross goals. Like nobody's nobody wants to produce them. And like nobody's gonna be Ch Ch Chicharito, obviously, but. You don't even see that. Like, there's no attempt at yeah. goal sometimes that is just frustrating to watch. That you're just like, it doesn't like, and, and I really do mean that. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, just try to execute something. Um, and they just, they haven't wanted to do it. Like, that's, the, that's been one of the more frustrating things for, I'm sure, for yeah. all of us. To, to so there were shots, I mean, but they did decrease with each passing game. So Nigeria, there was 12. <laughs> Uruguay, there was 10. Ecuador, there was nine. But uh, shots on target. But shots on target, I mean, it was only four against Nigeria, only two against Uruguay, and only two against uh, Ecuador. So it's not like they're they're really, really testing. There uh, were less against Ecuador than against Uruguay? Jesus. Yeah, there was, uh, there was nine shots uh, against Ecuador. Just as many on target, but it was two, so it was like... <laughs> yeah, not what you would expect. So, so, I don't know. Obviously, it's still far away, but despite all this despite all of our worries like <laughs> do we do we still see mexico i don't know i still feel like i see this i still think that this team could make it out of the group stage i don't know is that, is that ridiculous to really? think am i am i way too, way too often I mean, we we've seen teams like go into the world cup and probably not be as strong as we yeah exactly you yeah. think at this point um and do i mean not fine because we were obviously seeking for that like ticket to the quarterfinals still um, I mean, so it could happen. Yeah, I guess it could. It depends on tons of like, I think there's more like factors that are thinking like leaning, like just making us think that it's not going to be as possible as other times because other times it was just like, oh, they're not playing well, but at least they won. Now yeah. they're not winning. They're not playing well. They're not, there's no like individual player that can carry the, like the rest of the team on their shoulders. Um, and so, yeah, it just seems as though there's like way more things that actually have to happen for us to think that it's possible to make it out of the group stage. I, at this point, I don't see them making it through. Like, I don't see them getting a draw against Argentina, not, not even, like, not beating them. I don't think we're going to beat Poland. We might beat Saudi Arabia. That That's the thing for me at this point. Yeah. I think we're all, I mean, I think it's not that we're pessimistic. We're just realistic. We know that that game against Argentina is probably going to be a, a loss. So you're probably yeah. thinking you have to beat someone else and then get a draw at least with someone else. So you, I, I guess everyone's like, yeah, everyone would think you, you lose against Argentina you win against Saudi Arabia, and then you might get a tie against Poland. The and thing the is, I'm not, I'm not, four points, yeah. yeah, exactly. But I'm not seeing that tie against Poland at this point. So that's what makes it. For, that's why where, where I think we're not going to make it through the, the group stage at this point. If we some, suddenly start seeing a really fast improvement, then yeah, maybe we can get like that, like at least a draw against Poland. Amy, your thoughts. I mean, you know, there was jokes like in the press box about like we're not passing the group stage. Like, would like I think I said it a couple weeks ago. Like, pure vibes going to Qatar. Like, it's just it's like a it, obviously it's a joke, but it's like it's just like a vacation at this point because you just it's going back to what Adriana said and Ochoa actually said in the press conference too. He's like, you know, a lot of people doubted the Olympic team and then we ended up winning bronze. And I'm like, okay, but like you have. <laughs> It's just crazy to not understand. Well, I don't think they don't understand it. Obviously, they have to they have to present, uh, you know, a demeanor when they're when they're talking to the press. But 
Right. The, the outro is not going to be like, yeah, no, this isn't no, working, is it? Can you imagine how things would be if I wasn't here? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, yeah, it's like, I can't, I'm not convinced. And I feel like, I feel like whether fandom or just even with covering the team after all these years, there is a level of hope. And it's not even like naive optimism. You go, well, you know, it's possible that this could happen. But just like Adriana's saying, after watching them game after game for these last for these last two weeks and just seeing that the way they're playing and just like you do feel discouraged, but it's discouragement in a very realistic way because you're like, yeah. I haven't been shown anything that proves otherwise to me. And even if they do well in the Nations League, those are the little those are the younger kids, right? And maybe yeah. they can make a a difference and maybe you can get a shred of optimism but then what there's gonna be another maybe three games for preparation and unless something changes there you know you i i, I at this point in time i i feel very discouraged i think i've been discouraged since cincinnati to be honest and then again at the azteca like it's been it's just it's just been little pieces of just discouragement over and over again that you go I, I don't see it. Like, I don't see yep. how you get out of the group stage. Because even, la even last World Cup, right? You're like, okay, you lose to Germany, but you beat South Korea, you beat Sweden. Like, th like that was a plausible thing that you would think in your mind. And you're like, okay, yeah. that, that could probably happen. I can see it happening under JC. I don't know how, because it's kind of weird. But I can see it happening. But this time around, you're like, I don't see it. I don't see how this is going to work. Especially when you see how Argentina has been playing. And, you know, you, you look at the way Mexico has been playing, even if Poland and Saudi haven't been like, per, like huge performances, you go, it's the way that Mexico specifically. Yeah. That's, like, yeah. I don't see it. Like I really, and I, I think a lot, I think the more, dis, I think the thing that makes it even more discouraging is that I don't think you can talk to anybody right now that could be like, nah, we can get out of the group stage. Like, I think. I, yeah, I think the only make a really good, like, solid argument, and you yeah, like, oh, okay, I, man, you could, like, yeah, the, I could be convinced. I think whether I think whether it's the timeline, I think whether it's the press box, I think whether it's your uncle who watches everyone. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a single person right now that is yeah. like, yeah, you know what? I think they can do it. I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna work out. Like, it's just a collective discouragement yeah. all around. I think what's I think what's tough is that is that they argue that most people use. And it's the one that I'm the only one that I'm like clinging on to is that I was like, well, just because Mexico played poorly um, before World Cup doesn't mean that they're going to have a bad World Cup. And that's 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 the only that's literally the that's 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 the one that you see frequently from a lot of people. It's just like, well, just because things are bad doesn't mean things will be bad. And it's like, ah, oh, but if things are still bad, aren't they? <laughs> things, are still, <laughs> things are still frustrated. Things are still. Yeah, if, it's even Ochoa was like, even if we won these three games that doesn't mean that we're going to do good in five months in, in Qatar. And I'm like, yo, Joe, wait, like, no, that's like, no, we would, we would not. Be <laughs> no. And I know it's kind of BS. I mean, obvious. I mean, they're saying what they need to say, but it's like when, when they beat Nigeria, there wasn't this level of annoyance. Like Tata Martino came out and it was like, Hey, what's up everybody. Good standings, <laughs> like in a good faith. Right, all of a sudden they lose to Uruguay 3-0, and then there's no, and then there's it's a drawless score against Ecuador, and all of a sudden it's like ah, here comes this whole like that's what you got. Even Herrera said it in the pre pre game press conference before the match, right? He's like that's what you guys decide to talk about. That's what you guys decide to nitpick. There is nothing else to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So obviously there's a change of tune that it was very familiar to what we saw during qualifiers. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a very collective discouragement right now that nobody's, nobody's happy about. Yeah. So, I mean, it comes down to see what happens in, in nation's league. I mean, obviously also understanding your place against Suriname and Jamaica, um, probably not the circumstances you would think could like ideally be the ones that could catapult someone into the starting lineup for the senior team. Um, I mean, there's a CONCACAF U20 championships as well, but I mean, we're, you're definitely not thinking about that generation yeah. yet either. Yeah. So, I mean, it just comes down to those last friendlies um, and someone having a really like standout performance in Liga MX, you would think, but then you look over at the roster and there's no Atlas players and they're the current champions. And you're like, dude, really? I mean, there's no one on the team that you could actually call up at least to give them a shot. I mean, are we are we that like that close-minded at this point where we're not willing to give maybe a new player a shot despite how well he's played the last six months? Yeah. According, according to Tata, yes, because he said like he he said he, he's so funny in his answers lately, right? He's, <laughs> he's like, yeah, it doesn't make sense why a you know a title-winning team doesn't have players, but we're already three years into this process, and who knows what what impact a player can make in five months? The only other thing. That I think besides the players, even besides Tata, is like as a federation or just like as the governing entity is like, if we don't get out of the group stage, these whole four years have basically been for nothing. Yeah. 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 No, and I you haven't I won anything either. I mean, you yeah. haven't won. Like you've lost the last three finals. So yeah. yeah. Okay, no, everybody keeps I, I talked about it after after the Uruguay game in my in my stand-up as I was walking with my cart, was like like everybody keeps touching on this point that oh, but we're one of the few teams that qualifies for the World Cup. Every World Cup, yeah. yeah. Like it's been like this. Like don't forget, we're one of the only teams that qualifies. Blah blah. It's like yeah, but this is might be the worst World Cup in theory, considering everybody's pessimism. This might be the worst World Cup you guys have. Like what will that have been? And the next World Cup, you're not, you don't even have to qualify because yeah. you're hosting. Which is that. worse? I mean, like like looking at like. Yeah, We're gonna like, save this audio what, when we when we defeat uh, Argentina five nothing. We've spoken how like how difficult it has been to actually have like younger generations like migrate to the senior team. I mean, yeah. it's just something that's really difficult for, for for Mexican soccer in general. You see it with the league, like all the U twenty players. It's really difficult when they when they have like a senior team debut and actually making sure they get constant call ups to that senior team despite being younger. It, it's really difficult. It doesn't really happen. We usually talk about players like they're, they're getting like burned just because they played five minutes and screwed up and they don't get another shot with the senior team until like years later. Um, so then you're like thinking, dude, and this is the same team that's not going to have to qualify for the next World Cup after this World Cup where we're at this point thinking we're going to do quite poorly after how many World Cups that we haven't made it past like this, like the first round of, of, of elimination. So, it's, yeah, I mean, it just... I guess it shows that you you really aren't thinking about a project that could really solve that problem at this point. I mean, you're getting the same results in the World Cup. Yeah, you're going. <laughs> I mean, that's just something that I mean, thank you, CONCACAF. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you constantly get the same result with different coaches, different generations. So definitely it has to be something like that's within like the system that's not working because we, we, we do have talent. I mean, we had Gold Cup, like, I mean, we had gold medal winners. We had two U-17 World Cup champions generations. Um, you have U-20 generations that have done pretty well, well in World Cups as well. 
And then something happens on the senior side that you're not, you're actually losing to the U.S. several times in the same year, which didn't happen. Um, you're not CONCACAF's toughest team at this point. I mean, you could yeah. argue both ways, I guess. Um, you really struggled with, with, the, with the World Cup qualifiers, despite the fact that we were second. But as Amy said, that was just like circumstantial. And then, I mean, yeah, it, it just seems as though it's something that's going on that I don't know. I don't know if it's the league. I don't know if it's like the federation system. I don't know if it's the coaches, the lack of continuity. I'm, I don't know, but it definitely isn't working at this point. Yeah, and that's and that, I think that's a deeper conversation too, where it's just, you know, we, we know that, you know, there's the fundamental pieces there, you know, that where, where something should be getting better for, for L3. And we've seen that as we talked about in several episodes, you know, the, you know, the youth talent is there for Mexico to really achieve something great. But like Adriana said, it's just there's just something missing there, you know, at, at, at a certain you know stage of these players' development where it just hasn't panned out for the senior national team. And it's frustrating. And I guess it's, it's ultimately frustrating because, you know, the bigger, bigger worry is that, you know, we can say, you know, whatever we want about qualifying for all these World Cups or whatever that Mexico has so many Gold Cup titles or that blah, blah, like, or, you know, the, you know that they've won these youth tournaments, blah, blah. But like, in the end... Mexico is still this the same Mexico that has always been my my life that has gone past the group stage and has immediately lost a knockout round. And unfortunately, and as as optimistic as I want to be, I can't say right now if the World Cup was starting you know, right now or even looking ahead to to November, I can't confidently say that Mexico will be surpassing that. It's it's I, I even I, I, it or feels even weird even reaching that at this point. Yeah, it feels weird that just even just making it out of the group stage right now would seem like like a win miraculous. in itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna say miraculous, but it's it was almost as if you know, like a few months ago, maybe last year, you know, making it to the quinto partido, tido, like that. Like obviously, like that's always been the big goal. But now it's almost like as we're getting closer and closer, it's like, man, maybe even just making it out of the group stage, I'd be quite happy. I feel like I'm. Maybe lowering my my my, my expectations right now sounds sounds good like let's just get one win let's just get three points at some point <laughs> i mean i wouldn't mind not making it past the group stage if you could actually like see a team that's really solid i mean amazing individual performances definitely like a really definitive playing style um i mean something that you think they they really were unlucky, but they played like hell. Which which usually yeah. used to be something that you would say about the Mexican team. You would say uh, jugaron como nunca, perdieron como siempre, right? Like they were like right, amazing, right. and somehow we just didn't win. Yeah. But but like at this point, it's like, dude, I, like that's not gonna happen either. It's not as if we're like a really solid team, and if we lose, it's just because I mean, it really was like a lack of luck. But yeah, at this point, it just seems as though man, it's not gonna be enough. Like this, these performances have proven that it's not gonna be enough when it comes to the World Cup. And yeah, definitely making it past the group stage doesn't seem as an as a realistic like circumstance at this point. Yeah. Although once again, I know I, I said it earlier. The other thing that I'm like just holding out hope for is that you know maybe we're reading a little too much into just three games that immediately fall the end of the season. Maybe like yeah, if you're maybe if you're uh, an Ache Ache, you're like you know what I'm going to go into a you know, new team. I just had a long European season and I had to play these three games. I have to look forward to the preseason. And if you're any league at Mikey's player, you know, if you're any European based players, you're just thinking like, I just more than anything else, they just needed a break. But we're like, all right, three games in the US mm -hmm. within a short amount of time. And they're all friendlies. Maybe we are just reading into it too much. And it's more so of a conversation about 
maybe these players are just playing too many games and what they needed more than anything else was a break instead, instead yeah, of having I mean, to, it, that's to, a realistic conversation yeah. to be honest at this point and not necessarily for the mexican national team i'm pretty sure others like national teams are dealing with that same thing i mean the calendar is just so saturated you're not giving these guys a break and I mean, it's obvious you can't only like have that high level performance for so long yeah so yeah we might not know about it but i'm pretty sure other teams are suffering with that as well maybe others aren't just because they did manage to somehow organize their calendar to make sure that they had those breaks but it doesn't seem as these players are going to get those breaks either you have the league starts off in three weeks it starts first of july and then you have friendlies i mean america is playing chelsea and manchester city in july which means those players are going to have extra games just during july i have no idea what they're going to do with the league you have three. And Ochoa's going to be starting games. in those games too. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's all those tickets, right? Um, you, you have, I think it's three midweek games this season, just to make yeah. sure that the calendar actually works and, and the league uh, ends on October 30th, I believe. Yeah. And then you have, I think it's four friendlies in the US also during next semester. I mean, we, we have the Paraguay game. There was one that was supposed to be against Argentina, which was obviously called off because we got them in the group right. stage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's at least four more games. And, and the person, so, it, yeah, so so maybe yeah. it's it maybe yeah, and that's and that's me like, you know, it's 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 disappointing that this is the only like kind of like like kind of like if what's the glass half full there is like well maybe there's just too many games but maybe that that maybe that's <laughs> what it actually is in this situation and I'm grasping at straws just trying to hope that we see an entirely different Mexico at the World Cup. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think that that was another thing that I that I was thinking about uh, earlier today as well. I don't know. It, it's yeah. I, I don't want to like depress everyone that's listening to us at this point. Um, but yeah, it just seems as though we're not doing things correctly or as, as in the best of our abilities to make sure that we actually have like a better shot of making it not only past the group stage, but making it past that, that like um, round of 18, round of 16. So I don't know. I, I, I think we've had this conversation so many times, like lack of projects, continuity, uh, yeah. Younger players not getting an actual shot with the senior team, and when they do, they're just not entirely prepared. Um, so yeah, it, it's difficult. Now we have Liga MX players that I think should have at least like a, a, a small chance of making it, at least to the Nations League roster. I mean, you look at those players over there, and you're like, really? No, like no Atlas players even on the Nations League? I mean, let alone the <laughs> friendlies, but at least get, get give them like a Nations League shot at it. And yeah, uh, that's quite shocking. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, because because for a while with the Atlas players too, that's because that's definitely a bizarre dilemma. Because for a while, what I thought was like, oh, you know what? Like, because when there wasn't any representation for the friendly in Florida last December, I think it was December where Marcelo Flores. The Chile got, one, got, yeah, yeah, the Chile. I didn't see any like Atlas players, and I was like, oh, you know what? It's because they're in the Liguilla. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. You know, that's why you're not seeing any Atlas <laughs> players. Then they won their title, and then Six months later, and you're like, yeah, oh, and, and, and I was like, and I was like, okay. They won two titles and <laughs> they definitely have Mexican players. Like it's, it's definitely bizarre. That's definitely like yeah. a very, very, and especially what I think, I don't know if I was an Atlas, but what really bothered me too is that, you know, it, it wasn't as if the last, the most recent call, I know it's now down to like 23 players, but it wasn't as if the last call was just 25 players. It was what it was like 38. Yeah. Imagine, yeah, imagine, you know, thought that like calling in 38 players and, there is no you know, Aldo Rocha. There is no Jeremy Marcus. There, there's, there's really legit, like Luis Reyes, you know, who, uh, yeah. for me, for me, like, I, I mean, I, I created like a little Liga Mekis best 11 for ESPN. And Luis Reyes was definitely like easy. Like I thought the best left back, although he played a little bit in the midfield uh, during the playoffs, but I just definitely, 
I'm not gonna say in shock, but it was definitely surprising that this yeah. list of 38 players, not one single Atlas player. That that that's really bizarre to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, then you look over at Pachuca, who also had a really great season. And you're like, I mean, you could have more players from Pachuca yeah. on there as well. I mean, why yeah. isn't Victor Guzman on there? Like, what? Like, yeah. Literally, yeah. Like, and I don't really think there's an actual like decision that was made like performance based. Yeah. I really do think it was just that that going with what he what has what he's called up. I don't think it's like he's going with what has worked because we're just talking about like we've been talking about 40 minutes and it hasn't worked. Um, at least not well. So it's definitely not something that you want to like. You're like, oh, if it's working, don't touch it, right? Don't don't move anything. Yeah. Um, but then you're like, dude, it's not working. These guys are performing pretty well. Um, they're available. So the only reason you're not calling them up is because you think that there's a slight chance they might upset like the entire environment of these three players that you've constantly called up for the last three years. That's, I mean, that's not that the thinking he has a really solid project. I mean, that's like a fearful like point of view of thinking you're going to call up two players and they're, they're going to mess up your entire like group yeah. dynamic. So it really thinks that that dynamic is pretty fragile. If you think that's going to happen. Yeah. If you were the Federation at this point, and this is just a, fun, this is just a fun question to, to, to ask <laughs> at this point, do you get rid of him? And just kind of use it as an excuse if something bad goes awry in Qatar. Like, you know, we had to bring in a new coach and the system, blah, blah, blah. Or do you keep it? And like I mentioned, possibly not get out of the group stage and basically have to admit that you're, the four years you've dedicated to this project were for nothing. I think it's too late. I think it's too late. I can say, like, I think unless if it's just like if it just becomes legitimately like awful awful losses leading into the world uh, leading into the world cup but even then i don't know i think <laughs> I, I, I think it's more risk i think it's more risky to to, to, to well, try to bring in horrible a, losses yeah. that you face like a 2-0 to suriname and a 3-0 to jamaica <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I just think it's too, i just think they're, it's more risky to try to bring in a, a new a new idea and concept and i think once again and people will be like oh look look what happened to like you know, Mexico with Piojo, but even even, even a Piojo, I feel like there's some serious risk there on and off the pitch, I guess. Um, but like, but also, <laughs> I, I think I, but, uh, I think I think the question is like, okay, say say he is he is fired. I, I think my response has always been, you know, when I've when I've thought about this, is that who what realistic option would there be that would step in that that would be better than Tata? I know people, like, and Tata does deserve a lot of criticism right now, but what who would be a realistic you know, because Pep Guardiola is not like showing up over here. Like, what is a real maybe Bielsa? Is that even maybe that's even more risky in some in some way? I don't know. That's who, who would actually like, step. Coca. Yeah. I think like I don't think it actually like, there's any actual choice. Like, you, I mean, I don't think. One so that's how you get the Atlas players in. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's Miguel Herrera 2013 all over again. It's, it's, it's getting the entire America team and putting a Mexican jersey on them. <laughs> Somehow um, making yeah, like struggling to get like Fulio Forge all his like 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 citizenship papers done. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think they will. They would have done. I think that decision like came and went, and that was probably December of last year after getting yeah. all those losses against the U.S. I think that was the moment to do it. I I think one, you don't have a, a really natural candidate to make the change right now. Two, 
it's just as risky going forward with that, that than changing something up. And I think you'd rather say, hey, we actually get you guys want a continuity. You've always complained that we all switch coaches around and we actually did sure. that this time. Sure. I think I think they'd rather have that like argument than, than just say that, yeah, we're going to switch coaches six months before the World Cup. Yeah. So I think they'd rather have that risk. Otherwise, yeah, I, I think like it had to be a Liga Max coach that would step in. I don't like I don't disagree with that statement because it's like, yeah, like we just have to see this through. But if the cost is, again, not qualifying out of the group stage, I think that's yeah, I, it, it's, it's a risk really, already. So I think that's going to be a really hard pill to swallow. We don't know that that's going to happen. We don't know that that, that Michael's not going to make it out of the group. We and then... spent 35 minutes telling ourselves that, <laughs> that it's not going to We don't well, The thing is, we don't know, though. Like, we just, like, yeah. Come, come November, we're going to be here and you're going to be like, Amy, so tell me, how was the win against Poland? I do think, though, as a federation, what I would do is I would definitely, like, I, I would try to find a way to make the, the Chicharito conversation end. And yeah, the yeah. only way that's going to end is actually calling him up. And if he plays well, give him an actual shot of being on the roster. Um, because I think the only other way that they're actually making sure that fans are a little bit more, um, I don't want to say optimistic, but just like calm is yeah. now is that they're thinking about calling up Marcelo Flores, who I think we can all agree. He is definitely like, he is definite world, like national team material. I think calling him for the world cup could only come as a consequence of him being on the first team with Arsenal, which we don't know will happen. Uh, but I think the only thing that's actually pressuring him into that, which could also be like a, like it could be like a double-edged sword, you know, this could turn like, this could be, this could be bad <laughs> if it, we don't play our cards right. If we actually call him up and he has a terrible time because yeah, he is a younger player, but yeah. Yeah, I think the only thing that is pressuring them to actually include him with the team at this point is just like give fans something to be happy about. So, yeah. so I don't know. I don't know if that's something that sh that is in the best interest of some, a player like Marcelo, who we know is definitely, again, definitely world cup material, but I don't know if it's this World Cup. And I don't really think it's fair for him to be called up just because you want fans to be calm and just believe in the process and not criticize that in every single game. But other than that, I think it's I, I what I would do is okay, who do you really think should have a spot in the world in the in the roster, whether you've called them up before or not? Those yeah. players should be given a shot. Yeah. I do think you should call up Chicharito. I think you should you should put the like the past behind you. Um, yeah, they screwed up. I think, I don't know, like the details, but I'm pretty sure both sides have something to blame. Um, and if you really care about the project, you call up the players that are in the best position at this point. If that's Chicharito, so be it. If that's Aldo Rocha, so be it. If that's Victor Guzman, so be it. If it's Acevedo, so be it. But at least make sure that you're, you're making the best team possible and not limiting your call-ups to the players that you know best or the ones that you think have, I don't know, you, it's, you've called them up for the last three years, so why not keep calling them up even though they're probably not playing well with their clubs? Yeah, and especially because I think, you know, like I talked about earlier, it feels like Mexico's current starters are the usual uh, go-to options. It's like there, there needs to be yeah. more competition to really push them. Because I'm sure if I, if I was a... If I was a Guardado, if I was an Edson Alvarez, an Achiache, you know, Tecatito, a Chucky, or all, like Raul Jimenez, like I would be pretty comfortable. I, I feel like I would yeah, know that no, I would know that no one's going to be, you know, taking any minutes from me at any point in the near future. So as yeah. I, I, I do think just for the sake of knowing that there is a player, you know, right behind them, you know, like, you know, trying to, trying to take an opportunity away from them, I think that would be good. But 
but once again, it, it just, I, I, I can't imagine there'll be too many changes. Yeah. Going I, forward. I, I and, mean, and if, we, and if we are going to see any changes, if, if there is going to be any surprise call-ups or any surprise additions, it's going to be someone who's playing, who's going to be playing the nation's league. It'll be, a, you know, someone yeah, like, one of the, like the same pool, like the same 30 player yeah. pool or 35 player pool. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's the thing that's worrisome. Why not give a chance to someone? I mean, you know, like, I think like, like football players' careers are always based on moments. Yeah, you might have a terrible season one time, and then six months later you'll have an amazing season. You bring on the players that are, like, really hot at that moment, you know? You're not going to bring in someone that's doing a terrible, like a, like a scoreless streak or, or not doing well or coming off an injury. You just don't do that. And it's not entirely their fault. It just happens. You can't expect them to be, like, top-notch players the entire time. I mean, only Messi and Ronaldo can do that. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it doesn't seem logical to not bring your best available players. If they're professionals, they'll adjust to your system. They'll play well. I really doubt they're going to come into a national team play like a national team before the World Cup and try to screw up the entire like team dynamic and environment and yeah. not like risk a future call up as well. So I think that's what's frustrating fans the most at this point as well. It's just knowing that you don't always have the best players available despite the fact that yeah there's other circumstances to consider like they're tired um injury like calendars whatever um but yeah other than that i mean yeah we know players are going to be there we know ochoa is going to be there raul tecatito irving moreno montes herrera guardado um well so we know it's going to be like probably not araujo too and just like yeah it, like it seems like a guarantee as well but yeah, yeah but no you got Araujo, Jorge Sanchez. Um, yeah, it's not going to change that much. Yeah. Well, we have just a few minutes left. Um, Amy, just to to lighten the mood, um, <laughs> what, what was, uh, let's see, because you've been, actually, I think she might be busy right now. Uh, wait, no, wait, no, I think she. I'll just argue. I'll say, just to lighten, I was going to ask you this earlier. What was the best thing you had to eat? over the last during your trip to that. chicago <laughs> maybe not phoenix unless you went to some fancy like restaurant in scottsdale um oh we gotta yeah. stop to phoenix let's 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 change the tune as californians says i'm just can't <laughs> <laughs> every single day man. um we so and i went to a pho place in Ooh, chicago and yeah. i'm a ramen fan i hadn't had pho in a very very long time so i didn't know what to expect it's different but yeah. it wasn't bad so it was the fub place that we went to um in chicago and then we went to chili's in dallas and i had Why never and I, and I had never got that was it. the best choice in dallas <laughs> best choice i just felt like i had to make a point to mention at some why would point. you go to why would you go to a chili's like, i don't know we still wanted to go to the chili's and then he made a whole thing about me going like why do we want to go to chili's and he called me like a food snob out of all people <laughs> oh okay because like cause you're because you're looking at some like fancy like list of like restaurants no, and, and just like no i wanted to eat a cup of noodles from the hotel he's the one who, like, <laughs> <laughs> Somehow Chili's was like better idea. Okay. So it was the pho in Chicago, and then what did no we deep eat? dish pizza? Really? No, I was really tired. I mean, I could eat pizza every day, but I still order deep dish if I was in Chicago. Really? Yes, hundred no. percent. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. I love pizza. I think yeah. to be honest, I think just like again with the like blur of the performances on the field and the, <laughs> all of the other stuff <laughs> that we had to do at the Mexico games this week. Um, like, like kind of helping out with PVA and 
and other stuff like that. It all was like kind of a blur when <laughs> we hit Chicago. So we just went to like we just went to go eat and then like have this, this, this is another just reason so why why we need the national team to like leave the Azteca and go like the entire like Mexican like republic and because it yes. would just bring people look closer to like Mexican cuisine in other states. That would be awesome. There you go. Did you see that list of cuisines going around the internet and how if somehow Italy was number one? Did you, any of you two see that? What? Like, no, I didn't see this. But they, they, they were number one playing against who? Like, who was the other finalist? No, was it, like it, was a, like, it was like a top 50 list. And Italy, oh, no. was, I mean, and then, like Mexico was like 10. Like, what? No, no, no. no. Oh, yeah, yes, the timeline was crazy about it. But I'm going to look that up and then somehow hack it and change it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I would say the pho in Chicago was very good. Uh, in Chicago, I'm just jealous because my the favorite, like my best, the best pizza I've ever had in my life was in Chicago at Pequod's uh, yeah. uh, Pizza. That the delicious, I think, delicious. I think, deep I, to, I think I don't know if we went to that place, but we definitely went to a deep dish pizza place in 2019 with Tom. Uh, well, hopefully, it's yeah. Pequod's. Um, all right. Any other any other final thoughts? Uh, I thought I thought I was going to liven up the mood there, and then Amy was like, "Oh, Mexican food is apparently the tenth <laughs> like in the world." I was like, "Oh man, no, not we... according to me. According to somebody on the internet." <laughs> we, need, we need that like that competition, like World Cup style again. You know how they had like the taco competition over here? I think it was actually the Federation had that on a tweet. They had like tacos competing against each other, like the brackets. The national team trying to trying to hit their quota. Although that one yeah. was a good idea. I will say that one was a good idea. That was a good idea. We need that um, again. It'll probably be like Italy versus Mexico in the final. Yeah, that's a shop. Just like all, all the press actually has to like <laughs> like if they like not only are going to have to like write about you know the teams, but they're like it's like oh you're Mexican. Well, it's like you're going to have to like write about Mex. Like you're going to have to make Mexican cuisine, and you're going to go up against yeah. a challenge against like yeah, yeah against another <laughs> like journalist out there who's going to have to bring food from their culture as well. Uh, uh, optimism standpoint, um, okay. Adrian, Adrian and I have been on a hiatus for the Our Football Pod, but it is coming back, and yeah. uh, women's qualifiers are coming up in about a month, so that's something to look. Yes, forward. yeah, I think we could actually it's very exciting. excited for the other like national teams. I am hyped. I am hyped for that. I'm genuinely hyped for that. Yes. Yeah, and Monterrey, that's a good place, like for the for the qualifiers this time. Yeah, there's friendlies coming up this month for them too. Yep. So keep an eye out on that. So that's where your optimism will lie. See, just yeah. like has the women's team now to celebrate, we can do that with the national team. We can go there ahead. You and go. There you yeah, go. and just pointing out the U20 qualifiers also um, are giving well um, tickets for the Olympic Games this time. So that's like a change in scenario as well. That's right. That's right. That's right. And then yeah. also really quickly, all more good news. Um, no longer the two alone tournament. It's now the Maurice Ravello. Maurice Ravello. Is someone team? actually calling it that? I mean, we're all set on Toulon. We're, call, to be yeah, we're all, we're all set on Toulon. Toulon. But I, why would, yeah, I don't know. I but don't know why they changed the name, but it's Toulon anyway. But Mexico qualified for, for the semis for that. So congrats to the Mexico doing that. Because it's always cool to see like, the next generation uh, of like yeah. thriving those tournaments. Because we, once again, like Adriana said, Adriana said, you know, we, we, we tend to do well in these youth tournaments. And it's just, <laughs> Just finding a way to bridge that gap and uh, yep. having success at the senior side. But more good news right there. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, thank you, Amy. Thank you, Adriana. Thanks to all the listeners. And uh, I'm trying to find something else to, to thank or probably not L3 in recent games. Um, thank you, Ochoa. There you go. Thank you, Ochoa. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll see you all on the next episode.